like it's not it's not coincidences and it's not karma like it's all for purpose and it's all God's path for your life wise words from a young lady <laughs> wise words yes very cool McKinley I'm really impressed with you I really am yes. sincerely and I'm not just saying that I'm very impressed with you um this is awesome. Do you have more to talk about it, or you want to wrap it up? Will you tell me what you want to do? Um, I think I think we're good. Are we good? Yeah. Well, I think what I might do is we're at 51 minutes. You know what I might do? I might make this a two-parter. Like, a two-parter? Well, yeah. Like, um, like just talk about my church camp week? No, no. What I mean is, no, what I mean is, like, I'm going to stop the podcast at, like, 25 minutes, and that'll be one episode. Mm. And then the second 25 minutes will be another episode. We might just make this a two-episode thing. Yeah. Hello, friends. Welcome to How to Be 40, my podcast that attempts to delineate what it means to transition from juvenile thinking and behavior to genuine maturity. My daughter came back from church camp a few days ago, and she's come back from church camp before. Not a big deal. Didn't think too much about it. I think she was gone for four and a half days, give or take. But anyways, I just sat down said, hey, McKinley, how was it? Tell me about it. And about 60 seconds into her answering my question, I, I, I stopped her and I said, you need to be the, my first guest on my podcast and she uh, quickly declined and I said okay well just keep talking and then about another minute went by and I said no McKinley please I, I begged her I said before you go any further please be my very first guest on my podcast which would be such an honor and she agreed and that's what you're going to hear today the first half of our conversation some of what she said literally left me speechless and I'm excited to share that with you. All right, so I think we're recording. Yay. Um, okay. <laughs> so, McKinley, what I'll do is I'll do an introduction to everyone before well, yeah. you hear this. Yeah. So I don't necessarily have to do an introduction right now, but I would like you to tell everyone in general what we're going to talk about today. Well, I'm going to talk about living out your purpose and how to live out that purpose and how your view on your purpose might be wrong or right. Oh, so a right or wrong mm -hmm. perception of purpose. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where did you have a lot of notes? I'm very impressed with this. Yeah. Can you just kind of tell everyone? I know, but where where did all these notes come from? You know, what was the source and all that kind of stuff? I was in. I was at church camp, and Josh Gatewood talked about this. Okay. And I wrote down some of my own notes and some of the main things that he said, um, and I'm gonna describe differently how he described it. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm pumped up. Like my my very first um guest on a podcast and it's my wonderful daughter. Yay. Okay. So okay, well I might ask a lot of questions, but I'm gonna let you start it off. Tell us 
talk to me. What do we have? Okay, so your main purpose in life is to know God and make Him known. Um, so we're going to be talking how to make Him known and how to live out that purpose. Um, so the first verse we're going to like look at to kind of show it is John chapter 5, verse 6 through 17, or 1 through 17. Okay. So, do you want me to read it? Yeah, yeah, read it loud. I can't read it that far away, but yeah, read it to everyone it says. John, okay, it's John John chapter chapter 5, what? Verse something? Uh, 1 through 17. 1 through 7. Oh, you're going to read all of that? Do you want to read it? Do you, I mean, are we going to read all of that, like, in this podcast, the whole thing? Yes. Either I'll read it or you read it. You read it. Okay. Okay. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem... Does it say that? Does Do you want me to read it? Sure. Okay, okay. Here we go. Is it all the highlighted stuff? Yes, it's all the highlighted Okay, so I'm going to read this. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool... Which in Aramaic, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. 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 I don't know what that means. We'll look that up later. They're like people trying to be healed, probably. Well, I don't think there's five covered. Co- five covered colonnades has to be something else, like maybe areas where people are hanging out. Okay. We'll look that up. Okay. Uh, continue on, starting with verse three. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. Okay, so there's a place where... This fountain, okay. people think that they need to go there to be healed. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So I'm going to pick up on verse 5. Mm-hmm. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? So Jesus... He sees this dude who is, according to this, invalid. That means he's lame, right? Yeah. He's, he's lame. Okay. He's paralyzed. He's paralyzed. And okay. Like, obviously, my answer would be like, yeah, I want to get well. Like, You know what? 38 years is a long time to be crippled. I would be like, yeah. Yeah. But here's the deal. So, verse 7 says, the guy, oh, it says, sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in... Someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. Now I want to pause there for a second. Yeah. So this dude's crippled. He says, I don't have anybody to help me into the pool. And it looks like Jesus just kind of ignores that and Mm -hmm. says, Pick your mat up and walk. And the dude dude gets up and, and walks. That's interesting. Okay, well, let's, let's keep going. No, let's keep going. So, the day on which this took place was a Sabbath, and so the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. <laughs> so, this dude is just healed after 38 years of being crippled. He picks up his mat as Jesus told him, and then he gets chastised by these, quote, Jewish leaders for carrying his mat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I'm surprised because. These people, they aren't even like, oh my gosh, you can walk now. They're like, hey, that's illegal. Like, who who made you be able that's to walk? That's pretty crappy of these Jewish leaders. <laughs> okay, well, let's keep going. Okay, so verse 11 says, but he replied, 
the man who has made me well said to me, pick up your mat and walk. So he basically says, well, Jesus told me to do that. So they said to him, who is this fellow who told you to pick up your mat and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who he was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. So Jesus, just like a, he's like a... He, he like appeared and then he disappeared. He was like a healing ninja. <laughs> and then he... Okay, so uh, let's, let's, with 14. So later Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. So, because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, quote, My father is always at work to this very day, and I too am working. End quote. So that's the last of the yes. reading. So walk us through that. Okay, so later, like earlier in the verse, um, Jesus had said to him, Do you want to get well? And he replied, well, the only way to get well is to go in the fountain. Which, you mean the crippled dude? The crippled yes. dude assumed, like, I yes, can only go in the fountain. the invalid man said to Jesus, well, I can't get well because I'm paralyzed, and the only way to get well is to get in the fountain. Yeah. So Jesus is basically saying, like, it is your decision to go, like, to listen to me or not. Because oh. when he said pick up your mat and walk, the man could have been like, I can't walk. What are you talking about? Like, I'm paralyzed. Uh-huh. I can't walk. Like, go away. <laughs> but he didn't. He listened to God's word and Jesus, and he said, okay. So he picked up his mat, and he started walking. Okay, this is very interesting. Seriously, this is interesting. Okay, because you... You made a point that the man had a choice to focus on either the pool mm-hmm. or to listen to Jesus. And Jesus, it sounds like he all but ignored that guy, the crippled guy, when he said, oh, well, I can't get into the pool. Jesus said, no, do you want to get well? If yeah. you do, pick up your mat and walk, right? Mm-hmm. So, how, how does that apply to modern day situations? Um, I, I, I don't I, know the answer. I'm, I'm <laughs> curious. Do you, can you think of anything? like? Well, I feel like... Sometimes we'll be in a terrible situation, maybe like addiction or something. Oh my gosh. And um, you'll be getting like things from God saying, hey, you need to stop. Here's the right path you need to take. Um, And you could either be like, okay, you're right. Like you're all powerful. I will listen to you. I'll start following this correct path that you're taking me to. Or they could be like, no, I'd rather have like a good time now than have a good time later. Wow. Huh. That is very interesting. Yeah. And even Jesus alluded to that, I think, when he said something about like, hey, don't sin anymore. Bad things are going to happen to you. Yeah. That, I think that's kind of what you're alluding to. Like, this is your way out. I am, he's, like, he's saying, I'm your way out. Mm. I'm your path to peace and whatever, you know, yeah. uh, happiness, whatever you want to call it, you can choose to go through me or not. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Let me tell you why I think it's interesting that you brought up addiction. Because we know people that have problems with addictions, yes. right? But wh why do you think Jesus told him to take his mat? Like, why didn't Jesus just say, get up and, and walk away and don't worry about your mat? Why did Jesus say, pick up your mat and go? So he could show him that he needs to move on with his life or, like, kind of show him that Jesus is all-powerful and that he is, like, a healer and he is great that is a good answer and a permanent healer mm -hmm. let me tell you why I think it's cool if you if you dig into this <clears throat> because if, we, if we're gonna stick with that analogy we know people who have addictions right right and there's different ways to try to deal with that addiction you can go let's say you go to rehab well there are some instances that when you're trying to deal with addiction they don't pick up their mat in other words they come back to it right mm -hmm. Jesus is like you pick up your mat because you're done with this. Mm -hmm. You're done with this ailment. You're done with this lifestyle. You're done with this attitude. Mm -hmm. You have gone through me now. You're never coming back here. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. And I, I like the fact that you brought up addiction because that, I think that's a good testament to what Jesus can do for people who have addiction issues. Yeah. Pick up your mat and follow him. Yeah. Good stuff. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so basically the answer is, Christ is bigger, and it can handle things better than anything else can. Like the fountain. <laughs> I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Okay, keep going, keep going. What else you got? Um, so, in the verse, it also um, says that all of the other people are waiting in the fountain to be healed. Mm -hmm. um, and the invalid man is basically attaching to these people's lives because he's saying that they're going to be healed in that way, and I can't be. So basically, oh, yeah. okay. um, attaching to other people's lives, like how they are touched by God, can be really unhealthy sometimes. I really want you to elaborate on that. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm ser I, I want you to elaborate. Please keep going. Okay, so let's say someone had gotten, like, shot or someone. Okay. Okay. And they survived and they found God. Uh -huh. And someone else is saying, oh my gosh, I've never been like touched by God in that dramatic of way. Like, why can't that happen to me? And that's basically like really unhealthy for you because yep. God has his own plan for you and finding Christ in your life. Dude, that's so good. Yeah. That is great. Yeah. That is a really good answer. Don't attach yourselves to people. Um, do you think that has anything to do with um, comparison? I mean, yes. You asked me a very interesting question the other day when we first started digging into this. And I was yes. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, do not ask me any more questions. I want to record this. Yeah. Do you want to get into that right now or do you want to wait? Um, you want to keep going? To. It's up to you. It's up to you. Okay. Um, I'll just say it. Okay. So the question is, what are you hoping to have your brokenness solved by other than God? And is it unhealthy, and why is it not okay if it is unhealthy? Okay, now I want everyone, I gotta, I gotta expose the truth of what happened. So everyone, just so you know, when McKinley first came back from camp, 
she had opened her booklet and she said, Dad, I thought of you when I wrote this down. <laughs> and I said, Oh, really? What did you read? What what did you what did you write down thinking of me? And I want you to read that again, McKinley, because okay. it's very interesting. What are you hoping to have your brokenness solved by other than God? Is it unhealthy and why is it not okay if it's unhealthy? I want you to be blatantly honest and I want you to tell people, because this is sharing, this this is real. <laughs> Why did you think of me when you when you wrote that? Well, sometimes I feel like you worry about money or trying to be more successful than others. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're trying to have your brokenness solved by being better. Dude, I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm speechless because you it I'm saddened by the fact that I have I was going to say not hidden that better. <laughs> I'm saddened that I have not beaten that or overcome that, and it's and it's visible to my children. I'm I'm sad about that, but that's okay because well, you will beat it because we're doing this. We're talking about it. We're talking about okay, it. Okay. Um, and now you know that only God and only Christ can save you, and nothing else. God, you're so wise. I'm so <laughs> glad you're my daughter. Okay, but seriously, so you're right. I do stress about money. Okay. Um, significantly I do it a lot I do it daily and I do have a problem with comparing myself to others quote success now I'm using quotation marks of success mm -hmm. because I think I have a very distorted version of what success is and it has to do with what you what did you write earlier um, uh, oh oh about attaching to other people mm -hmm. and I admit McKinley even at 43 years old I have a problem but I'm glad I have a <laughs> I'm blessed to have a beautiful, intelligent daughter who can help me see that. Yeah. But keep keep going okay. uh, with that. So, other than money and success, people can be really unhealthy to trying to solve your brokenness. You can, like in your life, you can see someone and you could be so obsessed with this person and you want your brokenness to be solved by this person but if you really look deep into their like into their soul you can maybe see that they're holding you back from Christ and not bringing you closer to it i ah, dude you are throwing way too many atom bombs at me right now <laughs> no seriously that's amazing um i have seen that in my lifetime and i'm going to be honest i think i've served on both sides of that equation mm -hmm. in the sense of I have been close to people who distanced me from Christ, mm -hmm. and I hate to say it, but I have also been the person mm -hmm. who distanced other people from and Christ. And I was about to ask that. Like, are you helpful or prohibitive I, to I'm, others in their Christ life? I think that I, there's a lot of room for improvement. <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of room uh, for improvement for me. Mm -hmm. um, and when I heard Josh kind of say that, I kind of looked back at, to some people that I've met, and I've been like oh, wow, like, they're not bringing me any closer to Christ. Like, they're actually, like, getting in the way of me. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Well, uh, jo uh, shout out to Josh Gatewood. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, man, this is so powerful. And, again, I hate to say it, I, I almost feel like, well, I don't almost feel like, the truth is is that my, um, my brokenness that I have attempted to solve with money mm -hmm. and comparison I, that's not me doing a good job bringing you closer to Christ at all. It's really not. So I apologize for that. <laughs> but, but we're here working on it. Yeah. Keep going. Um, 
Well, also, like, gosh, I don't know how to say it. Like, how to explain it. Do you want to talk about something? Well, let's look at your notes here. You have so many notes. And don't forget, if we mess up or we have any uhs, we don't know what to talk about, I can always edit it in the audio, so it's okay. Yeah. If you fart or something, I can just edit it. <laughs> um, oh, dude, y'all talked about that? Yeah, we oh, talked about Oh, good luck with that. That's going to that. be, yeah, that's a hot topic nowadays. Yeah, we talked about a lot. We don't have to talk about that. I was just going to say, we're going to ruffle some feathers if we get into that. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> um, dude, this is great, man. Um, well, just, okay, let me ask you this. So, because there are there are listeners, McKinley, that we have who have varying degrees of belief when it comes to things like religion and Christianity. And no doubt that I have very good friends whom I trust and respect who may have varying degrees of opinions uh, as far as should you or should you not as a parent push things like religion or Christianity onto kids. I and feel like, yes, in a way you should. Not, like, force them. Of course, yeah. But introduce them to it. Yeah, okay. Just so they can know that that's kind of... Because going back to, like, our purpose, it's to know God and to make him known. Mm-hmm. So you're okay. supposed to, like, share Christ to whoever you can, whenever you can. That's a good point. I have failed at that a lot. I <laughs> Me really too. Have. No, I failed that. Um, to know God and to make him known. Um, very. That's hard sometimes, though. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard because sometimes it doesn't seem like that's the cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Honest, no, honestly, right? Mm-hmm. Is that mean? Is it really a cool thing to do to walk around and be like, "Hey, man, let me pray for you"? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's also like we live in a broken world. Yeah, we do. So you can't really share opinions, but that's what's hard about it because this is God's plan. Like He put us, or He put us into a perfect world, but we broke it because we're that way. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but He knows that we're not in a perfect world right now so he knows that we're supposed to do the hard things to get to get to him because we're not living in paradise right now but once we finish our purpose we'll be living in paradise with him later did you go to like seminary school or something how do you know all this stuff this is amazing no. i'm really i'm so proud of you right now yay i'm so proud um Okay, good. So, I see a lot of notes. Let's keep talking about some of your notes. What else you got in here? Um, we have notes about, like, the accuracy about the Bible. Oh, the, I do. Now, that I'm big into is. that because I have my own opinions about that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, what do you, give us some, some nuggets there. What do you have there? Ooh, I told you this yesterday. Um, when biblical teaching about human dignity is rejected... The result is endless oppression, explo- exploit- uh, uh, exploitation, exploit- exploitation, yeah. violence, and genocide. Okay, now just for those of you listening, she did read that to me that when we first started talking, and I asked her to read it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when biblical teaching about human about dignity. human dignity is rejected, the result is endless oppression, exploitation, violence, and genocide. And here's what's interesting. So, when I hear the word genocide, I think of um, concentration camps of World War Two, you know, when the Jews mm-hmm. had to go into concentration camps. And I and, think it's talking about probably mistreatment or yeah. sin. Okay. Okay. In that way. Well, in either case, though, biblical teachings about human dignity was very much rejected. A hundred percent rejected. Yeah. 
So now we're living through all that. That's a sad face, man. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. And I and I feel like every day I look on social media, you know, Instagram or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the news on any news station doesn't matter. And yeah. it seems like yes, this this idea of human dignity and teaching human dignity is completely rejected. Mm. It's a bummer, man. Yeah. But I think that goes back to what you're saying. If we do our job, we are we are kind of we're opposing that. We're combating that with love, right? Yes. Because if our purpose is to know God and to make Him known, and God is love, then our purpose is to um, love, right? To be love and spread love, right? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and I hear a lot of people like comparing themselves and judging themselves. <sighs> I do that every day. Yeah. Every day. Um, yeah. But what people, some people don't understand is. We're all created in God's image, which means we're all valuable and we're all perfect because we are in his image. So that kind of goes to, because I heard some people talking about this, like girls in our group talking about this. Um, They did self-harm and they tried to commit suicide a few times. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So I told them like, Essentially, when you're hurting yourself, you're basically hurting God, since you are created in His image and you're perfect in His way. Dude, that makes me so sad. Like, yeah. le- I'm like legitimately sad right now. Yeah. Oh my it gosh. Was really sad. I want to hug you right now. <laughs> um, that's but uh, dude, there's so much truth to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, God made us in His image. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Dude, I didn't know church camp got that deep. It gets really deep. Dude, I thought you like played games and stuff. No, we all bawled to each other, like crying. Dude, hey, dude, props to Stonegate. <laughs> uh, Siggy Camp is what they call yes. it. CGY, like the acronym Stonegate Youth. Yeah. That's what it means? Yes. Stonegate. Dude, props to Stonegate Youth Camp. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, when they were talking about...